God has spoken and let the church, his church, his church say amen. amen. We are the body of Christ. We are the call out one. We are his people called by his name. And we truly thank God for being our Lord. He made himself our Lord. He said in his word that I am the Lord thy God. I am your God. And you worship your God. I am your God. You pour out all of your heart and your desire to your God. I am your God. And we thank God that God is so many, many things to the body of Christ. He is Jehovah Nissa, Jehovah Jireh. He is the Prince of Peace, the Lily of the Valley, the Bright in the Morning Star. He is our way maker. He is the door. He is our shepherd. He has made himself many things to us, and he has given himself many names, and each name have a different definition of who God is. My God, if he in trouble, he said, I'm a present help in a time of trouble. If you have a need, he said, I am the Lord, that God that supplies all of your needs according to my riches and glory. If you're sick, he said, I am the Lord, that God that sent my word to heal you. Hallelujah. If you need help, he said, I am your present help. If you need saving, he said, I am your salvation. Hallelujah. If you need to be steadfast, unmovable, he said, I am your rock. I am the rock of your salvation. Yeah. God is so many things, so it's amazing to me that we can find space to complain. God made himself and given himself so many names that we can use, and each name will bring about great benefits and blessing in our life. But yet, with all these many names and what God has given us, and the Holy Spirit that he sent to indwell us, yes. to live in us, to walk in us, to guide us, to comfort us, to be with us, never to leave us again. He said, how be it when the Holy Spirit will come, he will live with you. And not only will he live with you, the Bible says he will be in you. Yes. He will dwell in you. Yes. Your body will become his temple at that day. And he says in 2 Corinthians 3.17, he said, Know ye not that your body, your body is the temple of the Spirit of God, that God live in you, and you're not of your own, and you have been purchased with the precious blood of Jesus Christ, and therefore glorify God in your body, which is of the Lord. And he said that in his word that I, I made you Christ, the head of the body, and he is the head, and we are the body. And it's amazing again to me, in all of this uniqueness, what God has done for us. We sang at Calvary, yes. He died on that cross. He redeemed us from the curse of the law. We was under a curse, under Moses' law. You died and without any mercy at all before three or four, three witnesses. But God sent Jesus Christ to change all of that. And the Bible said we have been redeemed from the curse of the law that the blessing of Abraham might come upon us. 
And he, he says, whatsoever, whosoever is born of God can overcome the world. He born, we are born to overcome every situation. Then he said, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. In other words, he said, what's going on in the world in your life, always remember that the greater one indwells you. And you're sure to come out as a winner. Then he said that, nay, in all these things, all these things, what's going on in your difficulty and your problem and the situation and in your life, he said, nay, in all these things, you are still more than a conqueror. We can conquer any situation. There's not a situation that hell can spit up that we cannot overcome, that we cannot conquer the situation. Why? Because God said, look and realize that I have already given you the victory in every situation. We are not trying to have victory. We are not trying to get victory. The Bible declares that God said, I have already given you the victory in every situation. It says there's no space for defeat. Defeat does not define who we are. Victory defines who we are. More than a conqueror defines who we are. Being down and out does not define us because God has already redeemed us and we have a perfect redemption. Redemption that's nothing missing, nothing broken, and absolutely nothing lacking in our redemption. He has redeemed us. So it's still again, somehow, somewhere, in some place in our mind, we can find space to complain. In the midst of all what God has done, most believers in this church, you know what God has done. And you know what he has made us. The Bible said he made us something that we did not deserve to be made. He made us. He saved us. And the Bible declares that he raised us up in a place that we do not deserve to be. That is in heavenly places with him. He raised us up. Made us sit together with him in heavenly places. Heavenly places is far above all principality and power and every evil spirit and everything that is named. The Bible says not only in this world, but also in the world to come. That's where we live in heavenly places. It's above what you think is a problem. Heavenly place is high above what you think is difficulty. Heavenly place is high above what you spend your precious breath of God complaining about. When we should be thanking God for what he has done. We are complaining about what he has done because it's not coming in our timetable. And we complain about what he has done for us. Yet we read and we get hope that we can believe And yet when we start believing, just because God take us around the long way like he did to Israelites, we started complaining. When we start complaining, we displease God and we miss what God has planned and purpose for us to be and to do. Sadly to say that the Israelites missed the purpose for leaving Egypt. I beg you today, and I encourage you today, do not miss your purpose 
for what God has planned for you and what you have laid your faith in. Stead, be steadfast, unmovable. Stop complaining. I'm learning now that complaining have stole so many of your blessings from you. you. If you had to go to jail and do a life term, you would want to go to jail for killing complaining spirit if it had a life that you could see. But as it's not flesh and blood, it is a spirit. That spirit have done more damage to you than you think someone else have done to you. That spirit has been more damage to you than somebody that disappoints you. That spirit has made a complete slave out of God's people with complaining, always mumbling and grumbling and, 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 and about what, uh, against the promise of God. See, when you complain, you are complaining against what God is doing in your life. You are telling him, I'm not happy with the way you regard my life. I'm not happy with the way you run my life. I'm not happy with what you're doing. I can do it better myself. Therefore, I'm complaining against what you are doing in my life. Yet we said to him, Lord, take all of me. You are my life, God. You are my hope for tomorrow, God. I have no hope at all until I read your Bible and it caused me to hope again. But yet, when God's, the Holy Spirit that was sent to lead us, to teach us, and to guide us, when the Holy Spirit began to do what it was sent to do in your life, just because we're not in agreement with what it is doing in our life, we started complaining. Because we want to direct the Holy Spirit how to direct our life, how to guide our life. Because we're so used to being in control ourselves. And yet we serve a spirit that we are no longer in control of our life. When you made Jesus Christ Lord of your life, you gave up your rights to control your life. You was not happy with the way that you were controlling your life. Apparently that's why you got saved. 